0: You're listening to Trade Secrets with Oliver and Denise. If you work for Microsoft, you can't share operational secrets with someone from Apple.
1: Yeah, that's true. But in relationships, though, it's a little different. We should share the good, the bad, all of those types of things that help our relationships to grow
0: yeah you're right about that and i feel like the information shared in these conversations will do just that so let's dive into today's episode how are you doing today
1: i'm doing great how are you
0: i'm good i'm good and as usual I know people are tired of hearing me say this, but we have a great guest. We have
1: a great guest Always today. Always have great
0: guests. We week. have been blessed. I'm not gonna. I don't want to sound conceited. So let me clear that up real quick. I'm not saying it like.
1: No, when you're blessed, you're supposed to say. Right. You're blessed. I'm not
0: saying it in a conceited way, but we have been fortunate that the, all of the guests all have of been the great, and have this
1: great information.
0: And this is no different. No different. So today, for this episode, we have none other than Jason Thomas. Mm-hmm. Jason Thomas, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. I'm glad to be here, man. I, um, so, for those of you, let me just before we get into this, I'm a little Jason. All right, let's just get let's just put it all out on the table right now. Right? Why, why is that? Let's just put it out on the table before we get into the conversation. Because for those of you who may not know Jason, right? Jason is in. Well, well Jason, where are you right now? Kings in Jamaica. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this brother is on a permanent vacation in my mind. <laughs> hey, listen. So, so, before we get into it, Jason, what, what's the weather like, man?
2: Today was 86 degrees. Wow. And I have the fan going on, on the highest speed, as a matter of fact. <laughs> man.
0: That listen. is beautiful. So, for those of you who I. I'm saying I'm jealous because I wish I was in Jamaica (laughs) doing this face to face.
2: Yeah, that
1: would
2: be awesome. This is the next one we do. It it should be done. That you all have things on location. Let's make it happen. We're gonna hold you to that. We're gonna
0: hold you to that. We're gonna hold you to that. But Jason, I I want you to kind of. I don't want to say what this is about because a lot of the different uh, episodes that have come before this have been pretty much along the same line. So I kind of want to surprise, if you will, the listeners as it relates to what the subject matter is for today.
2: What are we talking about, Jason, tonight? We're talking about how to pay off your debt in record time. How do you pay off a student loan? in two? How do you pay off a mortgage in an average of eight to 12 years? Now, mind you, this is without ever having to refinance. This is without having your monthly payments, for example, still remain the same, and how can you even accomplish this with your current budget? That's what we're talking about.
0: Wow. wow, so we're talking about, and this is a big topic, right, because we, we when we're dealing with relationships, right, we always talk about the, the I don't know, the main, if you will, the the things the that always stuff. come up. Yeah, yeah the typical, the typical stuff. stuff. That's a great word. So communication and
1: mm-hmm. conflict resolution. Conflict, right, we
0: always talk about all these things, but finance is such a huge huge it is. huge part. Yeah. It plays such a huge role in the success or ultimate failure sometimes of a relationship.
2: So why do
1: you think it is that and maybe Jason you could answer this question. Why do you think it is that, you know, the conversation is always geared around like you said, how to speak to your your spouse and mm-hmm. conflict resolution and finances? It's not really talked about as much as the other stuff, having a conversation and how to speak to your spouse right and all that kind of stuff. We talk about finances, but we don't necessarily go in depth.
2: Yeah. Do you see much. that? Do you it's notice all, that? All the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. And, and one of the reasons why is because it's, it's it's one of the few areas in which it is, it is its own discipline. Mm-hmm. So you'll hear, for example, you'll talk to a pastor about relationships, but the pastor will have uh, a secondary degree in counseling, right? Right. But you have a degree in finance True. or in banking. So that is, that, is, that is an expertise in and of itself. And unless someone has a tilt to that or bend to that, it's going to be very difficult. The only thing that they can do is just really go through generalities in regards to finances and money. But to be honest with you, this impacts so much, it intertwines so much of our lives. Yep. You never, like, when you have someone that's a spender, someone else is very thrifty. Mm-hmm. And you can join these individuals together and you need to be talking to someone where this is actually their niche. Man, that, this is going to be good.
0: Yeah, that, and that's a very true statement that you just made, yeah. that it is so intertwined into everything. Let's go back a little bit. Sure. What led you to this? What 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 led this to be in your passion?
2: Okay, I, I was a mortgage broker for just over five years in South Florida. Mm-hmm. And in that field, I started to realize that those of us who are in the banking field, there are certain things that we really don't know and understand about a loan. But what we do know is we know how to get the money out of you. We know how to charge you more than what you need to be paying. We know how to sell the different products that the banks give us. And so now that I am no longer a mortgage broker, I've left the business, I'm in the middle of writing a book called Confessions of a Mortgage Broker. Hmm. And what I'm doing now is teaching people the secrets of money and banking that they really need to know. When they get into a relationship. Remember now, relationships are one of money's one of the few things when we get into a relationship, we bring the debt with us many times, right? Yeah. Right. Spouse has student loans over here. I've got credit cards. Well, I'll let her hang with, with that. And what happens is for most of us, we become financial roommates. And in my arena now, I realize that the average person does not understand the inner workings of debt. There's actually a science to it. And once you understand the science of it, both of you will agree, if this is our end goal to get out of debt the fastest way possible, we will now start to implement putting tools into place, everything that you need, so both of you can reach that end goal. And that's what I specialize in. Wow. that's okay. good,
0: Man, you... <laughs> That phrase you just used, man, financial, financial roommates. roommates, that's crazy because that's, that's true nice. when you that's think good. about it. That's very true because we, we teach this oneness mm-hmm. in all other aspects mm-hmm. and we don't touch money often. Yeah. No. that. Because that.
2: you will have, it's not uncommon for you to have your checking account. She has her own checking account and then one joint checking account, right? Mm-hmm. Different to that, but we still have the separateness going on. At the end of the day, now, listen, for this debt you're responsible for those. Yeah.
0: Yes, you're right. And it's funny you would say that. So mm-hmm. I was going to go into that a little later on, but since you brought it up, <laughs> is there a right or wrong as it relates to the whole bank account scenario? We hear so many different people. If you ask 10 different couples, what is the, the best financial makeup as it relates to, how many accounts you should have and who should have their own and should there be a, ju- you might get 10 different answers. Right. Is there a right or wrong? Okay.
2: So let, let me rephrase it this way. It, it, it's like asking the question about discipline. Is it right or wrong for me to beat my kids? Mm-hmm. That you ask yourself at the end of the day is what is my goal? Do I want to have a kid who's confident of themselves Will they'll learn comfort resolution as opposed to having a parent who's always screaming. You have to ask, what, what is the goal? When it comes to relationships and money, now we ask, what is our goal? Do we want to get out of debt the fastest way possible or is any way sufficient? If we agree on what the end goal is, then we can work backwards from that point and mm. we have the solutions that meet the end goal. Mm. Mm. Okay. Take that approach, you get a different result. Yeah. Okay. Like so there, it, it doesn't become what is right or wrong. It becomes what should we or should we not do See the difference? Yeah.
1: yeah. So yeah, yeah.
2: the questions is the type of questions that we ask ourselves that will give us a different response. Should we do this or should we do it? Should we not? When you ask that question, you're keeping in mind what the end goal is. Okay. As opposed to when we ask for right or wrong, we're, we're asking that question to determine what is the penalty going to be. mm take this approach what will my result be and that's not what you want to ask wow okay
1: because what one one couple should do or should not do is not necessarily the same for another couple
2: that's exactly correct got it that's exactly correct got it and so so what we first want to do is determine what are our goals right once we determine that then we can put a set of questions in place that will help give you the result that you want.
0: Yeah, got you. Okay, I like that. So, in in crafting those goals, are there any uh, certain questions across the board that should be looked at when when having that conversation and crafting those goals? Is there any baseline questions that we should be discussing?
2: Yes. So one one questions that we ask individuals is how do you view money? Okay. And do you view it simply as a means to an end? Do you view it like chocolate where it's, it's, a, it's comfort for you? Mm. And understanding how we view money really sets for us, starts to the agenda of how we approach it and how we look at that. Mm. Okay. we Realize that even for my wife and I, we really It was like reading the book, men come from Mars, women come from Venus. Mm. We we money differently, right? Mm. And so now when we ask these questions, we fit it within the goals that we want. And if it doesn't fit, then we have to reprogram our brains and how we look at money, first and foremost. Because we can talk about, you should do this and you should do that, but it goes back to how we think about money, right? And sometimes we really have to help reprogram individuals' brains and, and give them a new set of law rules in thinking about money. That's the first thing that we do within is have them look at how they think about money.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. I like that because you and I, like you were saying with you and your wife, mm-hmm. you and I, Nisi, we may look at money differently, yeah. right? That may that may be influenced by several different things, right? Yeah. So maybe how you were raised, a family of origin might have give you a certain outlook on how you view money.
1: And that was Um, not how you were raised. Right. And so I was raised in a single parent family home. You were not true. And so also I was a single parent and you were not. So I'm going to view money probably a little bit differently in I'm thinking about, man, how do I take care of this for everybody? How do I save this? I need to make sure I'm being thrifty. You know what I'm saying? Whereas you're probably a little bit more confident and stable in your thinking towards it.
0: Right. Based on how I, how I was raised. Right. Now, now with what you're saying, Jason, I would imagine that there is going to be some compromise, if you will, mm-hmm. or some shifting or adjusting as it relates to the thought process towards money depending on what they're bringing to the table right as far as their thought process
2: yeah so he- here's how you deal with that obviously this is not a situation where you can have a counselor that is in your home 24 hours seven days a week right, right. to say this is what you should do and says, this is what you should do you-, you can't do that so what you have to do is give individuals products or tools systems mm-hmm. Give them a system. I'll give you case in point. I was with a couple just the other day who the (laughs) wife gets her hair done every week and gets the nails done every week as well. The husband is out with the boys every week as well. Between the two of them, just on that luxury themselves, they are spending about $100 each week on that. Okay, Now... I asked them, what were your goals? The goal was to get out of of debt the fastest way possible. It was important for her just as it was important for him. We agreed on that. And what was interesting, I gave them a tool in which they plugged all their debt, all the information into the system. And the system told them, if you follow the system, you'll go from 30 years down to eight. What was interesting was when the husband told the program, I said, well, let's itemize everything that you spend money on. And when he put in there that he spends $100 meeting out with her boys every week, and she spends $150, whether between hair or nails. And I said to them, in the system, it will tell you what the true cost of that is. So that $100 is really costing $175 when that could be used. I said to the husband, what if we went out every other week? What do you think the impact of that would do? You know, when he removed it by a week, it went now it eliminated two and a half more years in getting now when she did the exact same thing it cut it down by three more years now that we've given individuals tools to utilize mm-hmm. the tools helped them make the decision when she saw the results as honey you mean to tell me if i still did it but did it every other week as opposed to doing it on a weekly basis It would, between the two of us, it would save us five more years. Well, if we do this, do you realize as soon as we can get out of debt, we can not only do this together every week, but we can do it two or three times a week. And I said, now that you let the systems help you make the decisions for yourself, that's the referee, because this is a neutral party. It doesn't care what he does or what she does. It's just the numbers at the end of the day. Wow. I govern our lives by putting systems in place. It makes a world of difference. Of
0: now, for those of you that are listening, if you're anything like me, you immediately want to stop listening now and figure out how you can contact Jason. <laughs> but you're going to have to listen. Let's, let's listen to the whole thing first. right? <laughs> because that scenario alone exactly. made me think like, wait a minute. I think I need to talk to Jason after
1: right, this. Right, exactly. So, for those
0: of you who know you want to be able to get that system and be able to put those things in place, we'll we will let you know how you can get a hold of Jason at the end of the interview. So, <laughs> keep listening. Right. Get excited, but listen to the rest of the interview. That's great, man. That that is um
1: phenomenal.
0: That's good stuff, yeah. and that and it's needed, right? That saves so many. There's so many individuals, so many couples that have. What they feel like is are these insurmountable uh conflicts mm-hmm. yes. around finances. Right. Yes.
1: Right.
0: And it doesn't have to be that way. So true. It doesn't have to be that way. Not at all. Man, that's good. That is good. Mm-hmm. So, Jason, you might have a uh, client after this
2: interview. <laughs> you might have a client after this interview. We really just want to, and it's just not me, my, my wife worked with me in this as well, because for her, she has to deal with the mindset sometimes about money. Okay. Um, I'm the one that brings the solutions together to the table. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's just bringing people to the table just to sit down and just have that discussion
1: mm-hmm.
2: about this issue. Because it's huge. At the end of the day. Yeah. And what we find is that people lack the literacy when it comes to understanding money and how it works. It's not, we haven't had that, there was no class that we took. Um, I sit down with a lot of physicians, for example, and believe it or not, even though physicians go to school twice as long as the average person, when it comes to money and finances, they don't know a whole lot. Wow. And so you could imagine for someone who is at school as a positionist, the average individual, and they don't know, you could imagine how much the rest of us know when it comes to money. Just exactly.
1: Yeah. What is the common mistake that you see that couples make as it regards to finances? One common mistake, or is there one?
2: Yes, there is. It, um, paying extra on the wrong debts. Wow. Me explain to you what I mean by that. When it comes to eliminating debt, all of us know one or two ways to pay down debt, right? We focus on the principal or what we owe. So I owe $50,000 on student loans. I owe $200,000 on the mortgage. I owe uh, $15,000 on a car. And so what we have the tendency to do is we focus on the ones with the highest interest rate or we focus on the ones with the lowest balance and we say, well, let's pay that one off first. One thing that I teach in our classes, the interest rate that you are quoted is not the interest rate that you actually pay. Hmm. So for example, if you take a, um, a mortgage at 5%, you assume, or even 3%, you assume that that's cheap money. But when you add up all the interest at the end of the day, you're upwards of 45% in the course of the, of the loan. Although mm. they quoted you 4%, you're paying close to 50%. And if more people knew that, they would look at their finances different. So when it comes to what we, what we teach, is we don't focus on the interest rate. What we teach individuals to do is to focus on the interest cost. So we have a tendency, you say, okay, I've got $200 left over. Let me put it in the car note to pay that car down. But what we don't know is that $200, when we put it on the car, what we ask the question is, how much interest are you canceling when you do that? Mm-hmm. Because the problem that we all have at the end of the day is not the $200,000 house or the $45,000 car, whatever it may be. It's the interest that's attached to it that gets in the way. Right. Rather than managing the principle of what we borrow, doesn't it make sense to manage the interest? In other words, I have $200 left over. The real question that you should be asking is, what is the most amount of interest I can cancel with this money? Now it matches to what debt you apply it to, and it matters when to apply it to that debt. And that's a set of rules that the average person does not know. So when you go ahead and start paying off a car and I come to you and ask you, what did it cost you to pay off the car? And you tell me, well, I don't know. I just paid off $15,000 of a car, not realizing that you only saved yourself maybe $2,000 of interest. Whereas if I took that same money and applied it to the student loan, I could have saved myself over $20,000 of interest. I could have canceled with the exact same amount of money. Mm. that is a mistake that we make because the more interest we pay the longer it takes us to get out of debt the less interest you pay the faster we get out of debt so doesn't it make sense to manage the interest as opposed to managing debt yeah
1: yep yes
2: it does we're not wired that way to do that and the only way to do that you have to have tools you have to have systems in place that help you do that so we have always been taught that any money that we put down on debt is the right way to do it. And that really is not the case. There's a science to it. So this is the reason why you see a husband and wife at night because they still stay on this treadmill where they continue to pay and pay and pay and they see no end to it. And it's as if the, both of them are, it's like a life sentence that they both have together. Mm. Wow. Wow.
0: Wow. And I, you know, I would ask you, to give me the secret to that, but I'm gonna I'm not gonna ask that. I'm not gonna <laughs> ask that. Gonna,
1: And I don't we're, think he would have right, to we're, we're
0: gonna put his <laughs> information in the show notes so that you can contact him to get what that system is. But I mean, all jokes aside, man, that is that seriously is knowledge that most people don't have. Yep. And, and and a lot of the mistakes that we make is because we simply don't know. I mean, there are some there are some times where we're just being we're being frivolous and we're being foolish and, and we're being silly with the way we handle things. But a lot of times
1: we're doing what we think is we the best, just,
0: what we've always been taught, or yeah. we've always seen other our parents do, or whatever it is, and we don't have that
2: knowledge. No, we don't. Yeah. It's sad to see. Think about it. In this day and age, it's twenty year twenty nineteen. Almost everything that you do in life is governed by technology. I don't care if you wash your clothes. Yeah. You don't have $200 on a washing machine anymore. We're spending, was up, $1,200 on a machine.
0: Right.
2: Because it has an algorithm in it that it will optimize your clothes, won't it? Right. Yeah. You put clothes in and it will determine the exact amount of water and the exact amount of electricity that is needed to make it most efficient. Right. And my question is, in this day and age, if optimization is good for my clothes, then why isn't it good for my money? Wow. Okay. We have a tool that does the exact same thing that will tell us if I if here's all my money, this is my budget, this is what we spend it on, how much to save, and then when to move that money, what debt to move it to, and tells me the month and year that I'm going to be debt free. We should use it. In the year 2019, most of us are still using pen and pads and spreadsheets and calculators at home. Wow. If that... If yes, if that at the most, and what happens is the system is set up that way because they want us all to be on this perpetual treadmill where we are spending, spending, and ever spending, hmm. and being get paid off. How many of us have friends who think that we know whose mortgages are free and clear, and that are thirty and forty years old? There aren't too many people around like that, right? Most are continuing to refinance every five to seven years and starting the clock all starting over. Starting it over. Wow. That's exactly correct.
0: Wow. And, and it's crazy. You know, you don't want to be, you don't want to sound like this crazy conspiracy theorist, right? But if, if I'm the person that's loaning the money, it's actually to my advantage for you not to have this information, I would imagine, because I would continue
2: <laughs> to make money. Yes, and the banks the banks have played a major role. For example, if you, if anyone looks at the mortgage statement, in your mortgage statement, it will tell you the principal and interest. So in other words, when you're paying the $1,000, it will tell you how much of it goes towards the principal and how much of it goes towards the interest. It will tell you that. The banks will even go so far, it will tell you how much it is, is, goes to escrow. But here's what they will never tell you. They will never tell you in that statement how much interest you paid from the inception of the loan until now. Mm. That is missing from every mortgage statement that you, that you see. Mm. If you knew that I've been in this loan for six to seven years and how much interest you would, would have paid, how little of it went to the principal and how much of it went towards the interest, you would be shocked and you would want to do something about that. So what they've done has gotten very slick with it. Now, they'll tell you how much interest you pay in a calendar year so from January of this year, which they've started the clock all over again from 2018, right? So mm-hmm. it starts at zero. So it shows you the interest in January of this year through December, but they will never show you the interest that you started six or seven years ago until now. That column is always missing because they never want you to focus on that. And oh. that's, that's by design. And that's how the whole system is set up. So yes, yeah, you can say it's, it could be conspiracy theory, I'm just one of those that happens to believe that for most of these companies, when they were printing things out, the ink just got, the ink just wouldn't work anymore. to put that column in. I, I'm just want
0: to go. <laughs> right. We're trying to give them the benefit of the doubt.
2: right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Listen, let me ask you this, right? Because it's called trade secrets. And I, and I know that this is kind of a touchy area to kind of give away secrets, right? So we're, we're going to be, we're going to tread softly with this. But if you could tell a couple, if you only were, were able to tell them one thing as it relates to finances to kind of get them at least facing the right direction. What would that be?
2: Mm. My advice for them is to start like as if I mentioned earlier. Focus on the interest cost of things, and never the interest rate. For example, we would never. I have a mortgage, let's say at six percent, two hundred thousand dollar loan. And when you look at all the interest in the course of a year, it's a lot of money that you have to pay. Mm-hmm. Say, I, I wanted to make a prepayment on that loan. I would never consider borrowing that money from another source, like a credit card, for example, that was charging me 20%. Who would borrow money at 20% to pay down on a 6% loan? Nobody would ever do a thing like that, would they? Right. One of the things that we do in our seminars when people raise their hands, how many of you will borrow, let's say, $2,000 at 20% to pay down on the 6% mortgage? And everybody says, no, oh, that, that, that's crazy. And I say, well, why is it crazy? They say, well, because it's at 20%. What they didn't factor in was that two, the $2,000 that you were paying on the mortgage company in the course of the year, the interest on that is over $12,000. Now, if I had borrowed that same 2000 off the credit card at 20%, the interest on that in the course of a month, the course of a week, would be about $500, $500 of interest. Okay. Here it is. I can borrow money. Two thousand dollars at five percent at five hundred dollars right to put down on another debt that was saving over twelve thousand dollars and the reason why most of us would never consider that is because we just heard interest rate mm-hmm. what well, fact in is the interest cost We took the time to actually do the math and determine what is it costing me to do this because debt is debt at the end of the day. What matters the most is the interest. Once again, that's attached to it. Right. And so we all have been trained this way. And if we can all agree that what we know about finances is extremely limited and we need to throw most of it away, then we, believe it or not, can get out of debt a whole lot quicker.
0: Man, that's good stuff. Now, now, you and your program, uh, talk about some of the, and, and we'll talk about what the program is um, as we get you know, to the end, but... What are some of the things that uh, a couple can expect to walk away from when they sit in one of your seminars? Um, now, I know we've talked about, you know, learning the, the the difference between interest rate and cost of 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 that, and we talked about some goal setting and things of that nature. What what are couples walking away from?
2: Uh, so, so here's what they will get. i a seminar. If they come to one of our events, they will understand, talk about the secrets of a loan that your financial planner, your accountant, or your banker will never teach you. Okay. we're Going to get number one. Number two, what they will also walk away with from our seminar is we will actually sit down with them and give each and every one. We'll do a free savings analysis for each person where we will show them the month and year that they will become debt free based on their own personal budgets. Wow. And that at our seminars. The third thing that they will learn is not just simply the educational aspect, but we will actually have practical, we'll have systems in place. They can decide whether they want to acquire the systems or not, or just walk away with the knowledge, because you start to realize in a household, two people think differently, and having systems in place makes the world a difference in managing our uh, not just our debt, but our lives. You know, there's things that we want to plan as a couple. What if you want to take one or two cruises a year? You should be able to do that. You should be able to have an enhanced lifestyle and get out of debt at the exact same time. But that only works when you have systems in place mm-hmm. because they are more efficient, just like the washing machine. It's a whole lot more efficient than you and I sitting there and scrubbing all day for hours to wash clothes. But that is literally what we do with our money. We're scrubbing our finances mm-hmm. So, letting systems do the work and do it more
0: efficiently for us. Wow. You said something that I'm actually glad you said when you talked about um, taking the cruises, uh, living an enhanced life, and still paying down debt at the same time. That's great because I think often we have a misconception of what that looks like, right? So, we're like, oh, man, in order for me to get out of debt, I'm going to have to, you know, eat this one can of beans a day for the next 10 years so that I can, you know, pay off this debt. And, and, and don't get me wrong there, you know, there might be some instances where you really have to, you know, go to this minimalist type of, of, of lifestyle. But you saying that is encouraging. I know for me and for probably a lot of people who are listening um, that yes, to use your words, you can have an enhanced lifestyle yeah. and still pay down debt. That's yeah. very encouraging.
2: It is. You know, it, it reminds me, when I was seven years old and I came to Jamaica, and I remember going into the country with my grandmother and watching her wash clothes on a Sunday. It was an all-day affair. Mm-hmm. You had to sit there in a the rock and literally come down and sit and scrub. And the only other thing she would have time to do for that day is cook dinner. That was it. So now, when the washing machines came came along, Well, it was worth paying for that thing because it did not enhance her lifestyle. She'd get her day back. And imagine that when it comes to our money, the reason why most of us have to eat ramen noodles, have to work overtime in order to pay down debt is because, like my grandmother, that's how we're handling our finances, Mm -hmm. as if washing it on a rock. We don't have systems in place. And once you put financial systems in place that make your money more efficient, we now can take the exact same resources. And when you weren't even taking the trip, thinking that you had to work either extra hours or cut cut your food expense, not only can you take a take a family vacation, but sometimes some of our clients take two and some are out of debt in record time because they have systems in place. So I love. Amazing. It.
0: I love it. And yeah. we're we're going to talk about um, how we can get a hold of you to be introduced to those systems, um, how we can become clients and that kind of thing. But before yeah. we do that, to have a little fun with you, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just yes, I'm
0: looking forward to you the there. We're going to have a little little fun with you, but... Um, before we do that, um, for those of you who are listening, I know that there, there are individuals out there that are like me who are like, man, we're talking about systems. We're talking about what is it? What is it? What is it? Yeah. Kind of chomping at the bit. And because this is what Jason does, this is his business.
1: Right.
0: We don't want to just give it to you. Right. right? There's an investment. Everything that that you want in life requires some sort of investment, whether it's mm-hmm. investment of time whether it's an investment of energy whether it's investment of of a monetary investment whatever it is and so for those of you who are like me who are hearing these things and like man just tell me what it is so i can start doing it we are going to tell you we're going to tell you how to get a hold of jason that's what we're going to tell you and so that jason can set you guys on the path to living the life that that one i'm going to use this and i could be wrong by saying this but living the life that you deserve mm-hmm. Living the life that God has intended for you, mm-hmm. right? Because we're not supposed to be in debt. Mm-hmm. We're not supposed to owe anybody, right? Mm-hmm. So living mm-hmm. that kind of life and being able to put those things in place and Jason's going to help us with that, Yeah. right? So let's have a little fun with you for a second. Yeah,
1: sure. All right, so we're calling it the 60 Second Think Fast, right? I have, okay. I have 10 questions and for each question, there's a cho- there's two choices and you have to pick one. For example, mm-hmm. do you like the color green or blue? And you have to pick one. And you, mm-hmm. there's 10 of them, and you have 60 seconds within which to answer these 10 questions. They're simple. Nothing really to think about that much. Ollie is going to put a little bit of pressure on us by setting a timer for 60 seconds as well. So a buzzer is going to go off after 60 seconds. All
0: right. You ready?
1: Yep, I'm ready. You ready, Jason? Forward.
0: All right. All right, let's go.
1: Here we go. Coffee or Tea. Tea. See the movie or read the book? See the movie. Summer or winter? Summer. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Morning person or night owl? Morning person. Small town or big city? Big city. Car or truck? Car. Gym or outdoor exercise? Gym. Tropical island or ski resort? (laughs) action movie or comedy action movie baseball or football football try a new dish or play it safe try a new dish i like it
0: oh man you killed that man you have 15 seconds left (laughs) good stuff good. good stuff man i um i appreciate you taking out these few moments just to get us to to pique our interest yeah and and to get us excited about the fact that this this is a doable thing right right often we look at this as couples as this is just what our life is going to be like yeah so we're just going to strap in and try to figure out a way to deal with it Mm -hmm. or there are couples who are like i'm not going to deal with it and i'm out Mm -hmm. right but if you got anything from this interview today this episode you should have gotten the fact that hey this is doable we can set some goals. We can put some systems in place. There are individuals out there who can who can help guide us to a place where we want to be. Right. Mm-hmm. We always talk about getting the outside help if you need it. Mm-hmm. And and we use a scenario all the time. If If I'm not a plumber, but I'm having a plumbing issue in my home. It only makes sense for me to bring in somebody to help me with that. Yeah. Right. So if you're having a financial issue and you're not a financial guru, yeah. it only makes sense to bring in someone like Jason to help you to do
1: that. Absolutely. Right.
0: So Jason, tell us how before we let you go. How we can get a hold of you? What seminars are available? Any books? Social media? Just if we want to be clients, give us give us the the rundown on how we can get a hold of you.
2: Okay, so there's a couple of things that your, that your listeners can do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you the first one is they can go and text to the number 36260. Once again, 36260. They can text the word debt-free to that number. The word debt-free, doesn't matter if it's or one word, that's the 36260. And what it will send you, it will send you my electronic business card. Okay. if they text that number, the other thing that they can do is they can visit us on our website called FutureFamilyFinance.com. That's FutureFamilyFinance.com. And then the last thing is they can always reach us. Uh, Contact number is going to be 256-258-9393. All right. You got any seminars coming up? Yes, we do, actually. We have one called Love and Money. This is on May 10th and 11th. This is going to be uh, 7.30 the Friday evening and Saturday, 7.30 p.m. This is at at Berean Seventh-day Adventures Church in Atlanta, Georgia. Good. In Atlanta. Nice. 10th and 11th of May. And so that is on our Facebook page for Future Family Finance or my wife's page which is Carmen Hope Thomas.
0: Nice. Good stuff. And we will have, um, like we always do, for those of you who are listening, we will have all of that information in the show notes as well, um, so that you can contact Jason and uh, you can get facing in the right direction and, and and get a handle on these things. And and let me tell you, at, for those of you who are listening, Nisi and myself, just a, a, a moment of transparency, this is information that we need as well yeah there are some goals that we need to set so yep. i we don't want you to think that when we come to you with certain things that these are things that we've mastered mm. uh, these are things that are beneficial to us as well and mm-hmm. so you know jason is most likely going to hear from us as well to, to try to get some of our yep. our, our scenarios and situations facing uh, forward facing as well so man jason i thank you
2: right listen this is this has been a blessing to be in your program i appreciate what both of you are doing thank you man we we appreciate you and i and
0: i would love to pick your brain a little bit more you know but i'm I'm gonna go ahead and pay your fee first
1: that's right
0: (laughs) right. (laughs) i will go ahead and pay your fee first man man (laughs) blessings on you man and everything that you do there are there are not a lot of people who are willing to and we we run into this often there are not a lot of people who are willing to share the, that kind of information, life-changing information. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's not a lot of people out there, man. So I, I just pray God's blessing on you Yes. for the way that you have chosen to be passionate about blessing others. Amen. And, and that thank you help. so much. That, that is a huge deal. Yeah. Huge deal, man. So we want to thank you for your time
2: with that. Listen, this only works for us when we have couples like the two of you doing what you, you do. Mm-hmm. You make job a whole lot easier because you get coupled in the mindset to even deal with it. Could you imagine me having to do what you do? It's too much. (laughs) Being in my lane, I, I can't afford to be in everyone else's lane. Having the two of you with your ministry where you're going really is a breath of fresh air. And I want to thank you both for doing what you do. Thank you.
0: you so Blessings for that, man. We appreciate that. We appreciate that. Thank so we have God. Jason Thomas all the way from beautiful Jamaica.
1: Beautiful, sunny, what, trying, 86 degrees? I'm trying Jamaica. to say that
0: uh, <laughs> with the least amount of toastiness
1: possible.
0: <laughs> Listen, thank you, brother. We appreciate you. We
2: appreciate you.
0: This has been another episode of Trade Secrets. Make sure you visit www.denali.org for more engaging content and for other ways to connect with Oliver and Denise. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share this episode. Until next time,
2: God bless.